Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. This is Jordan Ashburn, a.k.a. That GNCC Guy, and you're listening to the American Hard Enduro Podcast, presented by Magna One Motorsports. Hi guys, Drew Kirby here with American Hard Enduro. I think we call these the instant recap on the way home. Headed home from the 2023 Fallen Timbers at Wildwood Lake Raceway. Saturday was amazing. Hero Dirt, the three of us in this car, myself, Travis Wilson, and Chad Evans, all rode the old gold class, which for those of you that don't run Sear, that is the 40 plus expert class. We had a lot of fun. There's only seven of us. Um, like I said, Saturday was amazing. It was dry. I don't want to say it was hero dirt because it was slicker than I thought it was going to be. But, man, we could make all the obstacles. And then it was supposed to start raining Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We looked at the radar Saturday afternoon, evening. Nothing on the radar. Woke up Sunday morning at 6 a.m. to Travis's chagrin because he was not real happy with me because he stayed up too late. Um, but I didn't hear any rain on the camper at 6 a.m., and then the sun came up at 7. I saw the sun. I'm like, this is it. Got my cell phone out, looked at the radar. I don't know where it all came from. Little, it started off little. It started off little, and then it was like, it, we thought it was going to rain from Sunday to Tuesday based on the size of the uh, Doppler. Uh, and there was orange, and there was yellow, and there was green. Um, and it started raining. Let's see, we had to be lined up at 9.30-ish. It started raining. And that's when the orange and the red showed up. Um, so let's see, Saturday, like I said, it, it was a lot of fun. Qualifying went well. I think I was first in old gold. Travis was second. Chad was third. Um, but, again, it was fun, and it was it was so good. But or For us, it was so good. They started us right behind the pro class. There was only seven of us in old gold, but the entire A class was behind us, and there was like 40 of those guys. So it kind of worked out because we actually caught – up with a tail end of the pro class pretty quick they had a little bottleneck and they got tied up and tangled up and some guys went down but um yeah the first half mile was a little downhill we didn't expect but so overall saturday was good sunday it it was bad no it wasn't bad it was just hard um so let's go to travis wilson he said he doesn't like to talk but travis tell me about um the first three two tenths of a mile of your race oh so <laughs> so we went for for everyone so on saturday they started you your entire class on a row so there was what would you say in front of us 29 pro riders i mean they couldn't even fit in the starting line so they started one minute later we started seven of us and then they actually broke the a class into two rows because there was like 40 something um so luckily we weren't behind them in in what i'm sure was some bottlenecks but so then sunday they based on the saturday qualifying results they broke us up into rows of five not time adjusted we started every 30 seconds i started on the third row uh, Travis, you were on the sixth. sixth row, and Chad, you were on the eleventh. 11th. 11th row. So we didn't have any issues until the first new downhill they added, and I just let everyone on my row go because I qualified, I think, fifteenth. So I was like, you know what, you guys all go. It's a four and a half hour race. First new downhill, 
we're going good. I just see Jackson Davis go over the bars. And I stop him. I'm like, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And then we went into um, – it felt like five miles of off camber. It might have been a half a mile. Um, but so then talking to Travis, because he never caught me. I thought I would see him at some point. He said two tenths into his lap is when the real shit show started. Excuse my language, Travis. Let's hear what happened. So I had a, uh, a plan at the beginning. I had uh, one pro on our row and then uh, three other guys, I guess, around, around my speed off. Well, and, and not to interrupt, Travis, but that's one cool thing. Based on your qualifying time, it didn't matter what class you were in. They just did it based on qualifying time so there was an a rider on row two um that some of us old gold guys mixed in um all right so back to your plan i was gonna let everyone go and uh just you know trudge along i knew it was a four and a half hour race and uh like like drew was saying two tenths of a mile into it um i actually ended up second off the off the start and i wasn't wasn't even trying did you start in third or second gear second gear second gear (laughs) just asking (laughs) But, uh, you know, the, the pro had a good good pace going. We were cruising along, and uh, the first side hill we get to, um, actually the first hill climb is on a side hill, and and he he dropped it. He hit some roots and dropped it. There was already a uh, bypass line to the left, lower on the side hill, um, that we did on Saturday that was, that was fine, obviously. But on Saturday, it was not even a factor getting up this. It wasn't even a hill climb. It was just... Yeah. A, a side hill Just up a, 50 option, feet optional line yep. so it was no problem at all but uh got up to the trees there and i dropped it myself so that was probably so you took the bypass on the low line right exactly main line was the high right you went low left six six feet lower but then uh so that was the start of the first bottleneck and i would say the rest of the field was right there with us uh, I would agree. by the time. <laughs> but, that was Chad there on row 11. Yeah. That's, that's where my handlebar went into the mud, and it was never the same for me. Two tenths of a mile. Yeah. Two tenths. And what, so when on my, so I made one lap and I tried to get to one check, but I came back to this section, which is two tenths of a mile around the course, and I really thought someone had brought a mulching machine or bulldozer excavator into this area. I could not figure out what was going on. And, and after hearing this story, it's where a lot of people's races just went downhill fast. Had a, uh, a guy on a row, a few rows behind me maybe. He tries to go up above me and slides down to where his rear tire spinning on my rear fender. We're both laying down on the side of the hill. His rear tire spinning on my rear fender. His header pipe is melting my <laughs> throttle cables. So his front tire's on my front fender. His rear tire's on my rear fender. <laughs> And he's just melting it down. It's hard to get a visual on two guys laying down on a side hill and their bikes in that position. I'm I'm not I'm not lying on that one. So I had So how did you separate yourselves? We well, had no choice but actually grabbed a hold of a tree above him. I mean, you couldn't couldn't even stand up on this oh, hill. God, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> so is there anything slicker than Ohio brown, black, red clay when it's wet? I don't think so. I think it's the slickest stuff I've ever been around. Vaseline. Yeah. It was, and it was, I, a guy, Bobby Cornwell, we rode together most of the day. I, he got, he caught me, and, and I would like point, if I was in front, I'd point where to go. And he was like, man, we got to get off the beaten path. Because if you were on anything that had been turned up a little, especially so all the Saturday, the Saturday loop was like a six and a half mile qualifying loop. They added in a bunch of stuff for Sunday to make it like 10 miles. Anything that was new for Sunday, 
was so fresh. It was just slime. Um, and so we, we did a lot to just try to get into some fresh dirt or leaves or something because, man, it packed up so hard. Um, all right. I don't know what. Oh, boy. Sorry. We got someone lost trying to cut in front of us. We're obviously on the way back home to Tennessee. Um, and then Chad's going to Georgia. All right. So what else do we want to talk about, Travis? We've heard your race two-tenths of a mile in. Did it, did it get any better from there? Actually, no, it did not. Uh, the side hills, I, I didn't have too many problems with the, the hill climbs or the rocks, but the side hills were were the death of my race, and it and it started pretty early. So that kind of set the course for the day. Um, <clears throat> knew I had four and a half hours, and I just wanted to keep moving. Um, I did get a lap in, and I think I might have had 45 minutes left in the race, and I, I had no desire to try to get another check too slick all right travis or travis see here we go it's my old man syndrome's kicking in chad we we hear you got in the bottleneck so when you got done we all convened after reconvened after our race you guys were back at the camper you were like feel my throttle i couldn't turn it i literally couldn't open it or close it you said that happened in that bottleneck two tenths of a mile in so walk me through the the rest of your race after that so uh that was miserable uh, and then my no, start. Wait, just that was miserable? <laughs> my, not being able to twist my throttle. Okay. So, and my starter button had gotten a bunch of mud in it. My, my handlebars literally went like like Mako deep oh. in, on the whole right-hand side. It was completely buried in mud. And it was never the same again. All but, right, so when you were row 11, obviously Travis, Travis said that started the bottleneck. What Once you got up that little uphill two tenths of a mile in there was a new downhill and then a bunch of off camera that just when i went back it was annihilated were you just bumper to bumper people helping each other or walk me through your first little bit of that new section uh there were so many people just like all the rows behind i bet you row 20 caught me while i was still there Yep. And, uh, I mean, people were going everywhere. I mean, that there's no way that property's the same. <laughs> but <laughs> I can guarantee you it looks like, like I said, a bulldozer yeah. went through some of this stuff. And, and when I got to that hill, uh, there were people literally, I, I think if there were 20 people on it, there were five that were upright. I mean, everybody's <laughs> oh, okay. bikes were literally upside down, foot pegs buried, you know, in the mud, hung up on roots in the ground that was soft. It was unbelievable. That was yeah. the only thing that got traction was, yes. the, was the foot peg. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people then, dropping their bikes uh, and then the, a foot peg hit, uh, catching it on the route. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that section we're talking about, again, I was on the third row and it was just barely rideable when we came through. And then that was a Sunday add-on. We got back on the Saturday stuff, crossed the gravel road into the other side of the property. And I remembered it from Saturday and I'm like, it was slick and nasty on Saturday. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. And luckily for me, most of it was decent. So once you guys crossed the gravel road, did the bottlenecks like ease up or was it just crazy? They got better. Um, before I re that first downhill that you were talking about, I remember it. It took us so long, and I was like, "Man, just to right get to the uh, the Sunday edition downhill, yes, right? Like downhill. it's it's not even. It I'm may 40, have been a I'm quarter of the minutes. mile. I'm forty minutes probably to get to there. Wow. Yeah, okay. and I remember thinking, okay, I bet you Ryder and Will and you know whoever's coming. Yep. And I I just was thinking, how are they? I, I I kind of wanted to see what they were going to do, but Ryder didn't catch me until that 
uphill. It was kind of like the off-camber was up, and then they worked you on that final hill where you then were on Saturday's course. Oh, so he caught you there. Right, yeah. Ryder caught me there, and... Uh, and so it, that was even before you got across the gravel yes, road. Yes, Ryder, Ryder, oh, okay. uh, Ryder was first. Man, who was second? I think Will, then Danny was in third at that time. Um, and those three guys caught me there. And then and then it went fine to the gravel road. And, and, and the only, the next bottleneck I had to deal with was that uphill we were just talking about. The one next to Bud Pucker? Yes, yeah, okay. the downhill. And that so was the next bottleneck. They left a... That, so they left a downhill in the Saturday qualifier that was questionable. <laughs> um, and it, it was actually rideable, but you had to have some skill. A lot of people walked it down. There's two lines, but um, – and today they put an uphill next to it that, again, I didn't even see coming. So it was gnarly. Um, and, and back to Danny, he apparently got gas on his man parts – and, and I didn't know if it, the gas cap came off when they were refueling. He said somehow he was upside down under the bike, and it leaked out on his man area. So might have yeah, to get was, some. He was in third, and he was looking good. He, he did a couple things that Ryder did. I mean, he looked really, really good going up that hill. Well, yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I've officially named him as the only person with shorter legs than me out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but he can really ride. So, all right. Um. God, you're just that. It took you that long to get across the gravel road. That's horrible. Yeah, I, no, the gravel road. Yeah, I, I bet you. I bet you. It took me about an hour to get well, to the gravel. Road. I was dreading all this stuff across the gravel road because it was a lot of snotty off camber, more of that, um, and it was just. I, I didn't want to see what it looked like after all the Saturday tracks. Um, so then, Travis, let's go back to your. You got finally got your man friend off of you and his header pipe off your cables. Um, how did the the off camber go go going on to before you got to the gravel road? Did it go pretty smooth, or was it a crap show? It's uh, there's a fine line of going fast enough to keep your your tires cleaned out. Yep. Um, and then you you want to be cautious when it gets steep, but the faster you go, the the better the bike's going to stick. Well, but and the the worse you're going to crash if it doesn't. Well, and, and that was interesting because on a, some of that off-camera stuff, if you went really slow, you would just spin sideways and be, like, faced up and down the hill instead of parallel or perpendicular to the hill. And, well, and then I would see guys just carry a little bit of momentum, but then when it went bad, like you said, it was going to go bad. Very bad. And, and you could spend 20, 20 minutes yeah. trying to get back to the trail and, and just suffer some more. So, well, was- and – a, a lot of my thought process was not have the big one that sent me down the hill that I would never get back up. And so I, I think I was a little cautious and didn't want to ride stuff with just enough momentum. But once your front tire gets packed up, then you touch the front brake and you're just done. I finally realized that, um, you know, if you had momentum um, or if you're, you know, all the roots grow down the hill. So if you preload the suspension and and get the front forks extended without giving it any throttle your your rear was not going to slide down the hill first but that was that was the biggest problem um getting that figured out as you know i'm used to just giving it throttle and bringing the, the front tire up but trying to work the suspension to it's almost like weight the pegs and then when you get to something kind of let up on the pegs with your body weight not the throttle to do it exactly and you said you didn't like to talk much. Look at you. That was a very technical description of a way to unweight the suspension in a slimy side hill situation. All right, so uh, we, we've gotten across the gravel road, all that crap. Then we ran the creek for a while. Then we got to the new hill we're talking about. 
um, next to Butt Pucker. And then, Travis, when you got there, did you – how many times did it take you to get up it? I would say I, I gave – on every hill out there, I, I did one shot, one hill. Um, hope hope to see some videos of that. There were a lot, a lot of spectators there. but uh, <laughs> That was probably that hill then, wasn't it? Next to Butt Pucker. It was, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was the only one I saw hardly anybody at. There were three or four guys in front of me, and uh, one guy pushing on the on the right line. And I asked the spectators if anyone had been to the left of the arrow. There's a tree in the middle of the of the hill, um, and I, I just shot up through there, just giving it a shot because it was it hadn't been ridden, and there's usually more traction where where the the clay is not. It's still a little bit of loam. There was some brush and and uh, down trees that I had to go over, but it hooked up and, and I was able to get up it. Well, and tell us what tire you were running, which I'm not, I don't know if I would have chosen this tire, but given the conditions, how'd it work for you? The IRC VE33S, um, I've, I've ran 40 to 50 of these tires. It's my go-to for just about everything. It works super well with tubeless. Uh, the carcass is plenty stiff enough that keeps the lug standing upright when you're running, you know, almost zero pressure. But, uh, it works on the dirt hill climbs, and that's where I struggle the most. I can, I can make a lot of different tires work in the rocks, but um, I need it to work on the hill climbs better than I do in the rocks. Well, that, that was a very good, and, and I think we've talked about it before, not on this podcast, but IRC is the title sponsor of the East Coast U.S. Hard Enduro Series. So big thanks to those guys. All right, Travis. Or Travis. See, I did it again. All Chad, all weekend, all weekend long. How'd you get up that hill? Uh, the next to Butt Pucker Hill. It was about. Uh, I made two or three attempts, and then all of a sudden, I heard a bike, and I was like, "Oh, that's a pro!" And it was Jackson Davis, and he was coming from below it. Oh yeah. And he had to be in third gear, and he comes up. Uh, you know that yeah, main the Saturday Rudy right line. out of the yeah, creek. Yeah, yeah right yeah. out of the creek, and he just stays on the gas. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to make it? And he got really close, and he didn't make it. And he actually tried twice. Going straight. Yeah, and the second okay. and the second time he did it, he told me, he said, you need to be in third gear. And uh, and so he went up and went left. And once he cleared out of the way, I popped it up into third gear. And I Did you got... put cruise control on because your throttle just stuck <laughs> yeah. wherever you wanted it? Yeah, yeah, I did. It, but uh, third gear was the trick, and I was able to keep the knobs clean. Okay. So, yeah. All right. By the time I got back there, it looked like uh, I, you'll hear it in the Ryder LeBlanc interview. It was peanut butter just everywhere. And it was just, I've never seen anything chewed up like this. So um, the first checkpoint, we had a little issue. The, there was supposed to be a checkpoint from what I understand at the top of that hill. Uh, the first checkpoint was actually at the past Brent's Diner before the appetizer. Um, so we got to the diner. That used to, Brent's Diner used to be like the biggest feature and when i was there i rode right through it because there was actually traction on the rocks travis when you got to the diner how was it i didn't i didn't have any problem there um compared to everything else i had a a guy in front of me that was a little bit slower going through there so i had plenty of time to breathe uh and watch you know what he did what worked what didn't work so i could avoid you know mistakes there but i i wasn't breathing too bad going through there it was it was a good good time to know all right, Chad. You yeah. got your, I got your name right. I got your name uh, right. So what? how was the diner for you? You said it was no traction. 
Yeah, it was slick, but it it it, it was <laughs> the same as Travis. I had a couple people uh, that that were kind of showing me what not to do. What made it tricky was the not not Quinn, but the other guy on the Reju. He kind of came up. It's a Riehu. Riehu, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, the uh, the Riehu. I'm terrible. Hayden Mimosa, English. maybe. Uh, it might have been, okay. and then and then Quinn came through, uh, and getting out of their way for them, I it messed me up. But, oh, you know, I can see that being got, a problem because there's only one good line, maybe yes. a second decent yes. line. Yes, yes, and it okay. and uh, and that kind of uh, hurt. <laughs> well, so we walked Brent's diner yesterday. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, we walked it yesterday. We missed the appetizer. Did you guys have any trouble in that little section? It was just kind of. No, it was, it was, that actually was a lot better. I, I don't know why it, that didn't seem to be a big issue, you know. Travis? The, uh, the, the guy that was in front of me um, knocked a several hundred pound boulder loose um, that the, the two guys in front of him were having trouble with. And it was one of these. Uh, was it an intentional, I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and move this, or is it just an accidental? Uh, no, it was, it was a foot bag dragger, okay. and, and it was kind of standing you upright and you remember um the appetizer part it was a, a pretty serious drop to the left yeah absolutely. and uh you would you would probably still be there if you if you went off that way so um before he even knocked the, the rock loose i decided i, I was going to try the right side because i just did not have the energy to to get my bike out of that hole if, <laughs> if it went down in there but uh Luckily, he knocked that rock loose, and it opened up the line I was looking at anyway. So I was able to go high up against the, the cliff there and, and drop in, and, and no problem. So. That, the high line, I heard James Flynn talking to somebody, and he was like, hey, an appetizer is a high line that looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it was a weird, like, you had to kind of snake in. I thought there was a high line at the entrance, but you had to snake in and then get high, and it worked pretty well. All right, so let's fast forward back to butt pucker downhill from Saturday. I got there. And I looked at a guy and I said, have people been riding it or walking it? And he goes, I've seen both. I kind of eyeballed it. The ribbon was gone, similar to what it was yesterday. And Logan Ballapew's mom was down there. And I was like, incoming! And I just went. I missed the turn. Had to do a U-turn around her, but didn't run her over. Did you ride it, Travis, or did you walk her? I rode it, but I, it was a somewhat controlled slide. Um, and I, I went out to the left of the ribbon yep. uh, about six feet and got turned around and got back on the on the course but uh yeah it was it was chaos down you know from from the top you make that that left turn around oh, the, the big route the long routes yeah. yeah and uh and that's a sketchy spot you, i don't know what would happen if you went off to the right there a big cliff 30 40 foot drop and Chad, you didn't make it back there right no my the nerves in my hand had given out <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard I heard you uh, You bargained with some course workers. I think it was check yeah, two. They, they were under the if, – if you rode it, uh, they were under like – they had the best spot in the house. It was a new cliff section or new like cave section they added. And these dudes had it going on because they were in the dry. 65 degrees. 65 degrees. It was nice. And it was a gnarly section to get up to them, the check, the check workers. Yeah. And so uh, a, friend of, a friend of ours brought us each a Butterfinger uh, for good luck and some nutrition. And I asked Chad if he ate it. And he goes, well, my hand was so sore from trying to turn the throttle on and off that I couldn't do it. So uh, you shared your Butterfinger with those check workers? Yeah. I asked him if he had clean, <laughs> clean fingers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, if you open this, I just want half and you can have the other half. And he was like, okay. So 
I, uh, the question did, is, did I was gonna say that was my question? Me. He put it in yeah. your mouth. He put it in my mouth. My hands were done, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were done. I had nothing left in my hand. I I told that was the first time I said twist this throttle, and they were like they went to twist it. They were like, oh my god, you know, yeah, because you would twist it back and it would just stick, and then you'd have to push it forward. Oh, I can't I can't oh, even imagine. I don't know how you opened it, much less closed it. Yeah, it, well, every creek crossing I went to, <laughs> I would drop the bike on my right hand side, throw water up, and it would kind of lubricate the mud, yeah. and then it would dry and get stiff again, and then the then the pain was back. So, yeah. I, I loaded Chad's bike after the race. And... <laughs> oh, I missed this because oh, well, we'll talk about where I was. I was, I was my front tire was going to go to the back windshield. <laughs> Loop was, it out over. I was, th- I was thinking yeah. the same thing, but I, I made it up the ramp into the bed of the truck and uh, all safe. But as soon as I turned the bike off, Chad, you are a stud. This is, <laughs> this is unreal. I can't believe you finished any checkpoints with this. Well, several years ago, maybe three years ago at uh, Tough Like Roar, Team Fuego was loading one of their bikes. They were like in the pro pits, like vendor area, and they were loading it into like a oh, jacked yeah. up. You remember that? And they yeah. looped it out, and this thing hit the back window, did a <laughs> did a pivot turn 180, hit the side of the truck, and fell out. It was That would have been uh, good, good to know. So, alright, Chad, how far did you end up making it you obviously made it to check two which was in the cave what where'd your day end i would love to know i feel like i i was crossing the road i know i made it to the other section i never made it to the third checkpoint okay and uh, you know i feel like talking to y'all i might you know if there was another 30 or 40 minutes maybe i could have made it i know i could have made it if my bike was working (laughs) but uh well your throttle was a little stiff before uh, this let's be real well yeah but this was bad. This was next level, yeah. yeah. All right, so thank you, Chad, for all that insight. Uh, Travis, how far did you make it? I did a complete lap, and I need to apologize to the spectators at the finish line. After after the uh, tire pit, I was... The worst tire pit ever. There's probably 50 tractor tires laying flat, and uh, you, you couldn't... You know, they moved some of them out of the way, so you're on the dirt, but it's it's just polished clay, Ugh. and you could not lift the front tire. I thought I was in neutral. Yeah, I did too. Numerous occasions. I uh, I got I finally got through the tire pit. I got passed right there, lost a position. Got to the uh, finish line with the logs and the and more tires, and I think my third attempt over the first log, I, I finally made it. Um, Wait, is this when you come into that last little section, like the left turn log? Yeah, right, right before the finish line. And uh, when, no, I mean, like when you I made it over that one. Okay, I made it over the first log, um, <laughs> but the the tallest one there, okay. and uh, probably three attempts to that. And it was just, I'm sure it was painful to watch from the <laughs> from the spectator's point of view. But um, I was I was so spent at that. I think I don't know. I had 45 minutes, maybe an hour left in the in the race, and. Uh, they were telling me I had time to, to make it to the checkpoint, and I was wondering if I could even make it to the refrigerator for the <laughs> for the refreshments. <laughs> well, and it was the flat tires weren't easy yesterday when it was dry, and then today they were next level. So apparently, Josh Shecker, the U.S. Hard Enduro Course Director, was moving some of the tires to make it a little more rideable, and the spectators were yelling at him to not do it. They were enjoying the entertainment, his suffering. 
But um, I, I'm glad he made it a little more open. Go ahead, well, so uh, remember how there's new rules about not taking the helmet off on the course? Yeah. I'd like a new rule. No more tires. At <laughs> no more flat tires. How about no more man-made stuff? Give us, give us, give us that natural stuff. Um, all right. Well, so I think that's pretty much a wrap. I made a lap, and so I had an issue towards the end of my first lap. I had to go put – I lost a contact. had to go put a contact in. And so several guys got by me, and so I knew a couple of them were going to quit after one lap. So my goal, I had two hours to try to make it to the first check. Oh, boy. We about almost hit a kitty cat. Good job, Chad. So I went back out. I spent that two hours trying to get to the first check, and it was so bad. I made it. I don't even know. I didn't make it. Long story short, me and two other guys, they were trying. They were on their first lap. And I felt so bad because there was a couple sections that they opened up on the second lap. And everyone who got lapped before then had to hit those sections. And I ran into some people, and they were on their first lap. And I was like, man, you guys got hosed. Um, but anyway, thanks to all the U.S. Hard Enduro guys. Thank you all for listening. It was a good event. If it wouldn't have rained, it would have been an amazing event, I believe. Um, and... Uh, I think we're going to play. I got interviews from the top three. So P1, Ryder LeBlanc, P2, Will Reardon, and P3, Colton Haker. Uh, It was impressive to see what those guys could do out there, as slick as it was. And every time one of the pros went by me, it was like, oh, that's what we need to do. Um, So, all right, guys, we'll see you at the next time. We'll be in, uh, I guess we got three weeks. We'll be at Pennsylvania for the Keystone Challenge. We got Tough Like Roar Saturday, Sunday, and then the Shotgun Hard Enduro Hard Hair Scramble on Monday. See Hi guys, Drew Kirby here with Colton Haker. The rain came down today. <laughs> Yesterday was awesome, dry, great dirt. What did it start raining? 8 a.m. this morning? Yeah, for sure. Right when we kind of lined up there. So um yeah, it started kind of downpouring. It probably rained the first whole hour of the race like the whole first lap it was raining well your first lap <laughs> yeah and then i think uh once the rain stopped then it actually got really bad like it, it it got super slick and gummy and just yeah so it was it was real it was normal ohio like i don't know this place wouldn't be uh very interesting if it didn't rain you know what i mean and a lot of guys, you got P4 in qualifying yesterday. You ended up P3 today. Congratulations, podium. So a lot of guys said if we didn't get rain, it was going to be easy. Yeah. Would you, seeing what changes they made to the course for Sunday, would you think it would have been an easy race if it was dry? Yeah, for sure. We we checked some stuff out, and I felt like they, they reversed a lot of the course from the year previous. So we were hitting a lot of the obstacles backwards, um, or at least some of the hills backwards. Ooh. <laughs> there, there is a Chevy Silverado attempting to get unstuck at the moment, oh, and he's going the wrong way. <laughs> Dude, sliding down the hill my whole day my whole day today <laughs> yeah. was that. what was that? i heard you telling someone you were on flat ground going sideways dude flat ground like pretty much flat like a tiny camera to it and i was i was my back wheel would go in front of my front wheel three times just trying to get across there i was like holy smokes like well, they always say this ohio black dirt is so slick and this is the first time i think i've red, raced here the red dirt the red i felt like was way slicker than the black stuff well and then they got the roots under them um so i wouldn't expect you to have done as oh boy he just disappeared into the woods is there a trail down there yeah, we're talking about the guy that's, oh track. he just hit on the motocross track it is silverado um but i wouldn't expect you from california and you live in idaho now to do yeah. as well as you did would you do you like the mud do you enjoy it my only time i've ridden 
mud like this is when I come here okay. the last, you know, two years previous to this. Right. So each, you know, 2021 and 2022, it was like, it was the same conditions and now three years. So at least I know a little bit more what to expect when I come. Like I have a little more confidence. The first year I did it, I literally, I was dumbfounded the whole time. And then I was Paul <laughs> Quinn and he lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so I was like up on behind him and I learned a lot that day because I, I watched him ride and he was just like hitting things in third wide open. And like, and I was like, okay, well it's work seems to be working for him. So I started doing the same thing. And like, that was when I started to learn kind of how to, how to ride it better. But yeah, I mean, you always things, things to learn. And yeah, I came in my, I think on my second lap in the pits and I was like, yeah, California boy doesn't know exactly what's going on out there. He's a little lost. <laughs> well, you did well. I remember the first year you came to battle the goats, Tristan, what on factory KTM and you won that year. He got second and that kind of showed me, I'm like, all right, Colton can ride this stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I can, you know, and I, I, I do you enjoy it I, though? Half the time I enjoy it. Um, I'm learning to enjoy the suffer a little bit more than I have in the past. I think okay. it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to kind of like throw your hands up in the air and want to want to just kind of you know not quit, but just kind of be like it is what it is what it is. And so I'm I feel like I'm ments- mentally like my my feelings towards hard enduro okay. is becoming a little more positive than <laughs> than maybe previous. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Well, and congratulations to Quinn P4 on the day. So maybe yeah. he does. He is good at riding this stuff as well. He is good at riding this stuff. I mean, this is what he, this is what his backyard is. This stuff. This group grows up riding this Ohio mud. So for sure for him, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, today the bike was was good. I felt like today was the first time this year that I felt like I was happy about my bike. Really? In the full season so far. <laughs> in the in the mud too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm know, sure it felt awkward. It it was a little bit, but man. I just finally felt like the balance of the bike was right. The, the, the way it reacted was the way I expected it to react. So that for me felt good in itself that I didn't feel like completely out of place out there. Yeah. There were still times where I was like, oh man, but I was just sometimes just throwing my hands in there. Like, I don't know how my back wheel is in front of my front wheel right now. Petrie's burning out in his transit trying to get out. I think there's going to be a lot of that going on. It's a super super interesting thing, right? Like this place is super interesting. The the series is super interesting. We've written a ton of different, we've written a ton of different stuff this year. I mean, we go from Arizona and page to sandstone and big, big hits and um, all the way to Ohio mud to, you know, PA will just be rocks on rocks on rocks. I mean, there's a lot of variety. Um, I think it's cool. It reminds me of like when Endurocross, um, really started to grow legs in the U.S. like 10 years ago, right? And I was coming up, and I was kind of like the young gun, and I remember all the races I got to do in Endurocross really set me up to, like, be the best in the world at that because I was doing it a lot. I was doing it at home, and I was mm-hmm. doing it at the races. I had more races than the guys in Europe, and I was – and then when I went to Europe, I was like, I was ready to win type yep. of thing, right? So I feel like for – the U.S. like I feel like we've always been a step below the, on the hard enduro on the side. Hard enduro side, yeah. right? So you got, I think Cody's obviously been the best hard enduro guy we've ever had, um, and so this series is going to be the the stepping stone or the the base for you know these these kids coming up to get on the world stage, and it's going to happen because they're having to experience a lot of different riding like yep. terrain uh, more than the guys in Europe. Yep. 
So the only thing they're going to need in a year or two, three years from now when they start racing the world stuff is experience, you know, and, uh, I think it's it's going to be a good thing for, you know, it's going to put U.S. on the map. Well, and it's so awesome, not only the kids, but, like, the 17-year-olds, the 18-year-olds, the 40-year-olds that are, that are so much better than two, three years ago that, like, there's guys I've never heard of just come out here and, like, win A-class. So it's real good. That's a really good point that it's a good stepping stone for the U.S. Yeah, and, I mean, we've all learned a ton, too. Um, oh, boy. Oh, he's coming back. <laughs> I couldn't get out of the motocross track. Oh, he's oh, – we're talking about the Silverado now. Dude, he had it. Maybe, yeah, he let off. All right, well, Colton, man, congratulations and thanks for your time. See you guys. All right, guys, I'm here with second place winner. Second place winner? Second place overall, (laughs) Will Reardon. Will, man, what'd you think of this slop? I just got done tucking at Colton and, uh, man, we got some rain and it was slick. What'd you think? So slippery. So it was raining, you probably already know, but it was raining on the start line. Um, we were sitting out there for 30 minutes getting rained on. Getting Lightning. on, yeah. Ooh. It was bad. And then what was it like? The la- Halfway through, maybe it stopped. And it got I, worse. Yeah. And I think, yeah, as you said, it was worse when it stopped raining. It like got clumpy and it stuck yeah. to you, it got heavy. And then with all the lappers, or like everyone on the course chewing it up it, like every lap was worse and worse well how crazy was it when you were coming around how much did the track change just from uh, was it it looked like totally different the times i saw it yeah way different yeah. first lap like kind of getting through sweet second lap making a lot of mistakes because the track changed, changed so, yeah, much. so much so then the third lap was better because you remember like all right i don't go there go here <laughs> kind of thing and then the last lap was just different again and not as good like when those you- there, there was a, some tough hills out there. Oh, man, they added a couple hills, like one big uphill by the, the biggest downhill from the qualifier. That yeah. one surprised me. We came up out of the creek, and it was like, oh, I better go. Did you clean it first try? Yeah, first two laps I cleaned it, and then the second two I, like, went Take up the halfway, then left, oh. yeah. Well, that was awful because going left off camber through the roots and everything yeah, and was just everyone, – and everyone's in your way. Yeah. Well, um, I never – you. I think I came back into the pits. I missed you the first time. Then you came around me, and I never made it out of that ravine where I saw you. Well, and then when I was – did you see me come back along the top? Yep. Were yep. You, were you riding up the creek? Oh, yeah, we, time was done. Time was oh, done. So I was, I, was, like, I was trying to get these two guys out. I was like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> we were taking a hotline. Yeah, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I was well, like, we couldn't get out. We couldn't go back yeah. the way we came when we dropped in, yeah. and we couldn't get up that hill. So, um, well, man, you've been crushing it this year. Really good qualifying. You qualified P1 yesterday. Um, what do you attribute the, the newfound success to? Um, I didn't race last year, but I still feel like I learned a lot. Well, obviously not race experience, but I – watching videos talking to people thinking about stuff all the time hanging around with like (laughs) tristan hart a lot that that would help um and just kind of absorb absorbing as much as i can and then with the races that we've done this year learn as much as i can from each one well any i know you guys and i don't know it's public knowledge you guys are on the east coast now you've got a place in north carolina you've been riding some of that stuff has that helped yeah for sure and then being Although this year has been kind of dry, and then the first half of the year, yep. we on the West West Coast, Coast, yeah. racing. But actually, what I've been doing a lot lately is riding trials. Oh, and yeah. if it's raining, I'll straight out there riding trials. Um, and I think that's definitely helped a lot. Because, okay. as you know, like, hard enduro is a bit unique. Obviously, you need to be really fit, but 
the more skilled you are, the easier it is. It, it, it's so true. And if you can clean something the first time and have good technique, it makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. So trying to dial that in, I'm hopeless on a trials bike. So bad. <laughs> are you really? Oh, I'm so bad. So I need to get have a lot you, better at that. I was going to say, have you been improving? Yeah. I can see improvements on my dirt bike. Yep. But when I ride trials, I'm like... Fish out of water? I get just sad. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck's happening? <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, you're going to do, I assume, the rest of the hard enduros yep. and then enduro cross? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And then, yes, yeah, so a TKO and then Erzberg also. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I did hear you were going over. Can, well, good luck over there. First Thank time? You. Yep, yep. Okay. First time. So, again, more experience. That'll be good. Well, I was going to say we've got a good American t- contingent going over there, but you're Australian, but yeah. we'll, we'll claim you. Yeah, it's funny. Josh was saying, oh, there's like seven Americans going over, but like obviously I'm Australian, Tristan's Canadian. <laughs> and North American, right? Yeah. But I, the rider told me the same thing. He's like, there's a bunch of us Americans going. He's like, well, we're exactly yeah. what you just said. So, yeah. well, man, good luck over there. So that's coming up. Um, what is that, early June? Uh, yeah, the couple weeks after Raw. Okay, so so it's that month away. Yeah, so you'll do Roar, and then I think Ryder said he's going like a week early. You're going to head out yeah, over early? Same. Thursday right. after Roar, head over there and have a look. Yeah, and All get right. to it. Well, man, good luck over there, and uh, we'll talk to you in Roar. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, so I've talked to Colton. I've talked to Will Reardon, P1. Overall winner, Ryder LeBlanc. How was it, Ryder? So much fun. I was hoping... You're the only one. I was hoping for rain, and it rained. I wasn't <laughs> liking it the last, like, half a lap. Oh. It was just, I was getting a little over, but up until that point, I was having fun. Everyone I saw who I knew on the trail, <laughs> I'd t- stop and talk to for a little bit, which I probably shouldn't have because I really wanted to lap more people. Oh. But <laughs> I, just, I, I just couldn't help myself. I knew I had a good lead. I knew... I'd have to do something really dumb to lose. Well, the the hill you you lapped me once in five more feet, which was fun. You said hello as you went by me. I thought the film crew was there for me, but I didn't know you were coming. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's why they're here. And then uh, when you lapped me again was on the new hill climb they added. And you you made an attempt to get up it, like, what, two or three times. What would you, did you clean it first try? Because it was a pretty good hill they added. I didn't know it was getting in there. I don't really know which one you're talking about. The one beside Buttpucker? Yeah, the one beside Buttpucker. Yeah, I didn't clean that the last two laps. I ended up just going left. It was oh. There were too many people on. It was so squirrely. It was like peanut butter at the bottom. It was bad. It, like If we had a better run, we could have got it, but I couldn't get any speed. Well, it was nasty. You liked it. You did well here last year. You and Tra- Tristan battled it out. So anything you want to say about the race? I mean, obviously you had fun until the last 30 minutes. I didn't know they were going to make you guys – finish a lap like you just didn't time out and quit you guys all had to come through the finish line which surprised me yeah i didn't know that either i'm just like <laughs> riding around out there people were telling me time's up time's up not any course workers likely but like other racers yeah rather like hey time's up i was like yeah i know i'm just cruising around yeah. just like hitting the hill climbs i wanted i tried the one like five times when i could just take in the bypass yeah and i was just like and I found out that I had to keep going. And I ran out of gas because I was just, like, messing around for too long, I guess. <laughs> Why would it? I heard there was a panic phone call. And who'd you call? Your mom, right? Yeah, I called my mom. It was the only number I had memorized. Some guy on the trail, of course, where he had his phone. But I was like, <laughs> like yeah. Glad he had service. And I was like, call my mom. <laughs> well, I heard something about that. So, uh, well, man, congratulations. What's next? Will said he's doing Erzberg. I think you're doing that. You're going to do PA and then Erzberg? Yeah, that's the plan. The next one's PA and what three weeks two weekends off and then pretty much that week after head to Erzberg and hopefully get a little redemption there 
Oh, yeah, you did it last year. What, what did you end up? You made it to the diner or made it through the diner? I made it, like, just pat, well, pretty much through the diner. There was one little section left. And ended up 10th, but I didn't finish. So, in my head, I'm just like, I need to finish this year. You think having the experience of doing it once will help? Oh, for sure. I mean, all those guys just – I know that I have to jump the start a little early. <laughs> yeah, I heard that they don't <laughs> wait for the flag over there. No, I just go bef- as he's reaching down for the flag <laughs> – no, but yeah, just this live engine, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, dead engine, but everyone's engine's on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a fun race, and I'm going over there, and I'm gonna play by their rules more this year, and hopefully finish. All right. Well, hey, good luck. We'll see you in PA, and uh, then good luck over there. Thank you.